to the Listen Be Lodge podcast. You already know what it is. I'm your boy, David G. And it's just the two of we today, Terry. It's just me and Terry Ross. You know what I'm saying? Terry Juice, man, in the building. And it's going to be a short staff today, but I think we can handle this. I'm, we're going to put it down. Dalton is out with COVID. So, you know, and it's it's a little bit one of those more serious situations. Shoot. Chef Ross also in the hospital, you know, mm. um, lots of people dealing with it right now. The reason we didn't have a show last week, I was out with it. Uh, not COVID, but I, my test was negative, but I wasn't sick last week. I mean, I was sick last week, but I didn't have COVID. Fuck it up. Oh, man. Well, you know what it is, though. It's another day in the Lisbon Lodge with the Lisbon Lodge squad. Terry Ross Juice, man. Hey, and I'm your boy, David G, like we already did. It's a double introduction day, but double today introduction. is episode 22, Terry. And did you think to look for some numbers, some 22 numbers? Like, who's going to represent the show today? Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Don't be real with you. <laughs> uh, I got to go Derrick Henry, though, to hear the now. Ooh. The truth. <laughs> And then I feel I feel I feel kind of funny or feel kind of weird because I'm an FSU fan and I'm putting this Gator over there for this Bama kid. I feel bad. You got anybody else on number twenty two? I'm trying to think of some more myself, but I mean, obviously, when you say twenty two, who jumps right off the screen to you? Jumps right off the screen to me. I mean, for me, it was I'm saying that for me, it was Derrick Henry. That's yeah, Derrick Henry right would yeah definitely be another option, definitely. Another option, boy. Oh, definitely. No, I'm saying I'm thinking I'm going that way, but right now I'm taking a look into because I didn't even think to look up some number twenty twos before today. Well, I was thinking we had already did twenty. I thought we was gonna be on twenty third. No, we're on twenty one. I mean, we we did twenty one. We haven't even put the episode out. By the way, you can find us on Facebook. And on Twitter, we got them, you know, but we just do this for fun, really, and uh, so we'll be on the social media sometimes, sometimes we won't. Y'all start hollering at us on social media, and then we'll have more of a reason to fuck with it, you know what I'm saying? Yes. All right. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that. So Emma Smith is number one overall on Ranker.com for number 22s. I mean, looking at some of the numbers, three-time Super Bowl champion, a Super Bowl MVP, eight-time Pro Bowl, first-time, or four-time first-team All-Pro, MVP in 93 by the AP, the NFL Most Valuable Player in 93 as well, Rookie of the Year in 90, four-times NFL Rushing Yards Leader, and four-time NFL Rushing Town, Touchdown Leader. But, man... You know, Derrick Henry's going to have a good chance. He can be an honorable mention. No. He can be an honorable mention. We're going Derrick Henry, bro. We're going Derrick Henry. You see what you did? You see what you did? You see what you're doing? You see what you're doing? Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Clayton Kershaw. That's another good one. He gets honorable mention, but he wears 22. I don't think I ever noticed Kershaw's jersey number because mm. 22 doesn't stand out to me. In fact, I feel like it's like 35 or something. Yeah. Um, let me pull 22 up don't page. stand out to me either, bro. Like, I can't. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying the number 22 don't stand out to me. I'm saying Clinton Kershaw's jersey number being 22. It is 22. It just, I don't know why that doesn't stand out to me. I mean, that's weird. I felt like it was 35. But I'm wrong. It's 22. So he definitely, I mean, he's definitely an honorable mention. Some guys we didn't really ever have the opportunity of witnessing, but uh, Elgin Baylor, he's mm. one. Mike Schmidt was before my time for sure, but definitely a legend in the game of baseball. 
Roger Clemens. That's definitely my era. Roger Clemens get he he gets his name in there even though he be that name sounds really familiar. Because he he was a flamethrower man. He he was one of the hardest throwers in the game at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, played for a, a number of different teams, but end of the day playing for the Yankees. Um, the Brett Favre that shit breaking fingers. Brett Favre was breaking fingers. Bob Hayes, just because of the last name, he played from 65 to 75. This isn't normally how we go about it. Normally we go look at a list or something and just kind of pick out the ones that we we know and mention them. But while I'm live looking at the list, might as well get into it. So it's really between Emmett Smith and Derrick Henry. So we're going to do, like, a, since it's just 50-50, no one can break the tie. Those of you who listen... Let us know who y'all want it to be. Emmett Smith, Derrick Henry. And until we get, you know, five or six responses to this, I'm just going to leave it Florida. as Smith slash Henry. Florida. For 22. Yeah, Mr. Florida. But I'm rolling with the damn tide on today's show. All right, so to get things kind of started off, I know, Terry, you got a lot of show prep done that you've done. We'll get into some stuff for Terry Talk. And... We'll keep it. I mean, dude, NFL is so close, bro. It is. So we got to talk some NFL stuff. Oh, absolutely. All right. So the first thing, which running back are you most excited to see take the next step in 2021? We got Dalvin Cook. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to do that stuff in a minute. Okay. We're going to get to that in a minute. But I came up with a couple of stuff that I wanted to lead off with. And then we'll get into those. Oh, okay. All right, so which running back out of these choices I'm about to give you are you the most excited to see take the next step in 2021? All right. And we'll do two. I got two different options. Or I got four options twice. So eight total running backs, but we're going to do in groups of four. Okay. J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Antonio Gibson, and Damian Harris. J.K. Dobbins with the Ravens. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with the Chiefs, Antonio Gibson's with the football team, make it, you know, Washington, and Damian Harris with the Patriots. Really, Damian Harris with the Patriots. Damian but Harris? J- yeah, but J.K. Dobbins is, like, definitely next to him for me. Well, I don't know. For me, I, you know, my biased answer is going to be Damian Harris on that. No doubt about it. Because of coming from Alabama, you want to see bro, him do well yo, the bro, backs are always good. They're not always good. Eddie Lacy, Trent Richardson. Okay. Eddie Lacy had three oh, thousand yard seasons. Yeah, Eddie Lacy I mean, did have a productive career until he couldn't like. Yeah, until stop he his with the cheeseburgers. Yeah, that's about it. But Trent Richardson, it? what like? Well, Tr- well, Trent Richardson was yeah. But I think it's Sean Alexander. You think that he was the one to really, in my opinion, not in my opinion, in my lifetime, I don't know about running backs before him, really. Mm. Honestly, I didn't know much about Bama in the NFL, period. I mean, when I was coming up, we would have like three or four guys that were big-time names. Mm. Like, one of the first ones being that I can really remember... While I was a kid, Kareem Jackson. Um, but I know that that's I don't know. What about Mark Ingram? Like, no, well, I Mark Ingram was well past that though. But Mark Ingram was in this dynasty of Alabama, what it is today. You got to think well, when I was growing just, up, Alabama wasn't what they are today. Oh, absolutely not, absolutely not. I understood on that. Like, Mark Ingram just on that fence with me. He just that's another twenty-two you could throw in there. I like not Mark in the Ingram. league necessarily, but I love Mark Ingram. I mean, I love I like Mark Ingram too. Five ten, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not very big. He's the opposite in a sense of what Derrick Henry is. I mean, if you look at the backs, oh, at Alabama, sure. But anyways, that's that's for my biased answer was Damian Harris. But I want to give a another answer for someone who I want to make a huge step forward, and that's gonna be J.K. Dobbins for the reason, and it's funny how it leads into that. Mark Ingram, 
Mark Ingram's out of there. So there's no more, and I hate to say it like this because I love Mark Ingram, but last year I feel like they were giving him charity reps. Like, they wanted to go with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, but Mark Ingram was still there. You know, he's a vet. He's earned his right to get his carries. He's not no slouch. But when you're trying to have three guys running, it's hard for one guy to get hot. Yeah. All right? It's and you, you saw it later on with Gus Edwards. I think J.K. Dobbins is a heck of a running back. It Gus Edwards is, could very well end up being the lead back for the Baltimore Ravens. But right now, I think the ball, as far as where the how the coaches are concerned, like without the play that's yet to be seen, is J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins' job to lose. So I would like to see him take that next step forward. I, I do, dog. This is part of me. I, I really want to see J.K. Dobbins. All right, let's go to the next four. This is, man, this is another great list. Those other, those other guys, very young running backs, second-year running backs. Next, with these, second-year running backs who are studs. DeAndre Swift, Detroit Lions. A.J. Dillon, Green Bay Packers. Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, or Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis Colts, Miles Sanders, Philadelphia Eagles. Taylor and Dylan, like Boston College is. That's the that what that man is gonna be very. He's gonna be a star, bro. AJ Dylan gonna be a star. I I really do think so too. He is, he, he's the next closest thing in the NFL. Outside of Trey Sermon, might be able to get there eventually. But AJ Dillon right now is the closest thing to a Derrick Henry type running back. Yeah, I agree. Um and if the Packers they started to see it in the playoffs and late in the season last year, but if they get him running in the right direction and can make you know, you just you hate to change the offense to more of a run first type thing, but you also got Aaron Jones over there and that's the problem, but it's not a problem. Because if you can get A.J. Dillon the the amount of reps that he needs to be able to shine, dude, it, it's just like the Tennessee Titans, except for they don't have the same core, especially on a week-to-week basis of wide receivers that what the now Tennessee Titans that we've yet to see on the field do have. But they can hit you with a run, or they can hit you with a pass, or the play-action pass. And all three, and you kind of have to be ready for. And we let 21 touchdowns last year off of play-action, bro. We led in that. And then he led another time. He led in free plays. And Rodgers. Like, that's why I call it double-checking. You know what I'm saying? You were not supposed to be over this line at this time, and I'm going to take advantage. So what do you think? Out of these four, oh, well, you're going Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Dillon splitting there. Yeah. I think Jonathan Taylor's got to have, you know, I look for him to take a big step forward, but with Marlon Mack being back, mm-hmm. I think that he will take somewhat, possibly, who knows, but I think Marlon Mack is more of the, the you know, now that I really think about it, the way that Jonathan Taylor runs, he's better for a quarterback who is not ready to throw if Eason or Ellinger ends up being the quarterback, the starting quarterback. But if it's Carson Wentz early on, I would think that the rapport would be better with a Marlon Mack consistent back and then having Jonathan Taylor on the, you know, short third downs, the short running plays, second and two, fourth and one if you're going forward and you're on in no man's land. You know, I think Jonathan Taylor's your guy there, but you gotta give them a, a nice healthy mix. You do. Um but the guy that I look forward to making the biggest step, I think the guy that really needs to make the biggest step to make his team better, um, you know, all, any guy that takes that next step. But like I said, there's safety blankets everywhere else, except for I don't know the running back depth chart of the Eagles, but I don't necessarily know how much that's going to change things. Um, Me whereas DeAndre Swift, if he were to make, take a step, in the huge right direction, staying healthy, and being a consistent, pro- productive back, I yeah. think the Lions would really benefit from that in a couple of wins. Like if they had wins against replacement, like a sabermetric baseball stat in football, I think that that... I'm sorry, that bro, would but 
when Can't I see the e- when I see the Eagles, I got my eyes on y'all, boy. Which one? The quarterback. Well, you got Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith got drafted there too. But I feel like they would start. They would. Mm. Well, it's Jalen Hurts against Joe Flacco right now. And from the preseason battle that I've seen so far, don't get me wrong, Joe Flacco looked good and he's a vet. But this team, with with Jalen Hurts, if he gets the chance from a mindset point of getting the opportunity to go through, you know, give him seven games before you give up on him, he might surprise you. There's just something about a football mind that gets things give done. It, I'm saying give the team to Jalen Hurts, bro. That's all I'm saying. Give the team Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but you have that th- nice I, fallback plan of yeah, Joe Yeah, he's going to have something nice. He's going to have something nice. Who I, knows? And then yeah. who knows what... If Devontae Smith can stay healthy, we know he's got the hands. He's got the route running ability. He's got the mindset. It's only going to come down to health. And I'll be honest with you, you know, in Alabama, he wasn't an injured type guy. That too. It's just a whole nother step, man. But I just, a lot of the times I think, not always, but with injuries, sometimes, you know, guys think they're so good and stuff just happens or whatever. Mm. And normally to the humble guys, it normally to the humble guys, it doesn't as much. And he is one of those humble guys. So it'll be a situation to monitor for sure. Now I think you've got some running. I think Hurst is gonna be like the modern day Randall Cunningham in this mm. bitch. You you never know. That's a hell of a comp, bro. Yeah, you never. What do you know? think I like? About, uh, well, while we're just like riding Hertz. Alabama's dick tonight, <laughs> what do you think that two is gonna do? I like Tua also. Tua's is gonna be you, a, you to me. Two is a better thrower. I ain't gonna lie. Two is damn sure. Two is a better thrower. I like to. I want so bad for him to be really good. Mm-hmm. I just wonder what the injuries that he sustained at Alabama are going to. And and then I'll right be now he's with, with a shoulder injury right now. Two is. I want to say yeah, that's what I seen on uh, NFL Network. You know, mm. I used I'll have that. to look into that. Um, I could be wrong. I could no, be no, having I'm somebody not else disputing that or anything. But what I'm getting at is. Alright, so I want so bad for him to be good, like I said. But when he was at Alabama, I always said, I don't think that he's going to be that good at the professional level. Mm. Are you going to give him a chance? Cause it's... No, I, and that's why I said I want so bad for him to be good. And I like now that he's at this level, I root for him. I absolutely root for him. Like I root for you know Louisville. His style of play is just is always been kind of dangerous. Electrifying, agree. Electrifying college players sometimes just don't work out at the NFL level because they expect it to be. They expect it to be like it was in college, but it just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that that is definitely the case, but me looking into it. I like all the the uh, Alabama quarterbacks, except for Mac Jones. I'm not a big Mac Jones fan. See, Mac Jones is a guy who I think is going to get it done. Mm. Because he's not... Look, he's one of the guys who got drafted in the first round who no one is really talking about him being able to even take the position because you got Cam Newton, who's a lot... You know, yeah, he's good enough to get the job done. Now, and that aspect that I agree with you on. I'm giving Mac Jones a chance because to me, I to me, think Mac Jones Cam, is gonna be good. Cam Newton, yeah, ag- agreed. Cam Newton is just not that guy. This is a guy that thrived on his athleticism. Now his athleticism has definitely hit a decline. He's not the same Cam Newton. I've never been a fan of Cam Newton. Well, all right. How do you feel about Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Now. I would definitely give Joe Burrow a chance. Like, you know, I want to see. Well, I that, see let's not even say chance, though. How do you, like, when did you get, when did your antenna go up on Joe Burrow being a stud in the NFL or, you know, at the college level? I just, I'm really, I'm just watching him. I'm not saying that he's a stud. Right now, I'm just watching Joe Well, no, Burrow. no, I'm saying could be a stud. But like, at what point did you notice that 
when do people start talking about Joe Burrow outside of transfers? Basically, his last year at LSU, and that was it. He went from being, could go to the pros, to number one draft pick. Yeah, and, and that's what one season can do for you. And that, Mac Jones. That year at LSU, man, just doing... Didn't he lead the NCAA in touchdowns? Who, Joe? Yeah. Joe and them, they, the Tigers killed it that year. I was saying the whole entire year that year, I remember, because it was my first year on the job at mm-hmm. the radio station. And I remember saying, like, yeah, they are electrifying on offense, you know, but their defense is very suspect. And then they played, I forget what game it was they played. I agree. And there was a shift. There was a change in their defense, and you started to see it. They started to become sharks. And what I mean by that is you would see, yeah, normally we refer to it as crimson helmets because when Alabama's on a good defensive year, when there's a ball carrier, by the time that he's going down, there's you know a bare minimum of four guys right there ready to take them down. Well, LSU went from leaving people open all over and not gang tackling and just kind of being lazy because their offense was so damn good to locking stuff down and really becoming a better defense over the course of the year. So maybe- and that's when I kind of knew it was over. But as far as Joe Burrow, like no one, Joe Burrow wasn't on no one's radar outside of the college football world until that year. In the same way with Mac Jones. And the only thing, like, that defense, bro, to me, what makes that defense not be what it should is the fact that I don't think they can get a, you know, a good pass rush. I don't think they get good pass rush. I don't think they get good pressures at the quarterback. And so in that, your back end may be, may be decent, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's good enough right now. But if you can get no pass rush it can make that back end look pretty ugly because those corners are not good to just handle that. But Joe Burrow did what he did with that, you know, with passing it and making sure he's leading the whole NCAA in passing touchdowns. Like, to do what he did, that's something nice, man. Some, You know, sometimes it needs to be like that. That's true, man. The quarterback is going to have to, you know, he's going to have to carry this. Yeah, but there's a difference in carrying and blowing records up. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't just carrying the team, I don't want to say. There's that. There's a big difference when someone is putting the team on their shoulders. Like a, That's more of a basketball thing. You, you don't have room for a, a guy, a single guy, to put the team on his shoulders. Now, certain moments, but not when there's 11 guys on the field. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, sometimes you'll do, maybe in college football or whatever, like Johnny, well, you can't even say Johnny Manziel because you got to look at it. Would Johnny Manziel really be the player that he was without Mike Evans? Mm, I don't, that, that's what I don't know. And then it's just another thing. It's like when I think of T- Tim Tebow, I'm an FSU fan. That's possibly my favorite quarterback of all time, NCAA-wise. Who gets that? Keep going. Like, Tim Tebow is probably... Hey, you like a lot of Florida players for being a... FFG I know! Player. I know! Like, that's that, sad. It is horrible. <laughs> it is horrible. You don't understand. You don't got to judge me like that. Don't I ain't man. judging you. Hey, but do you remember Brad Johnson? Brad Johnson, Brad Johnson. He was a quarterback. FSU quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. He went to FSU, and then he went to the Bucks. Well, he went to the Vikings... Played at the Vikings, the Redskins. Yeah. He played at the Cowboys and the Bucks, though, and he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Two thousand two Super Bowl. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Two thousand two. Cause when I look it up, it's two thousand two. It's the year of two thousand two, two thousand and three, but the Super Bowl happened in two thousand and three. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But it was that. the two thousand and two season. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Super Bowl thirty seven. Can we? Confirm on that? Yeah, I think it was Super Bowl 37. All right, Super Bowl 37. Um, We had him on the show yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I. Anyways, that was really cool. Brad Johnson on the show? Yeah, on the phone, bro. We, we, we could listen to it at some point in time tonight if you want. You just go to Facebook, 
ESPN Northwest Florida and wow. check it out there. But anyways, dude was so cool and so humble. You know, his son is playing quarterback at LSU. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but and also for those of you who TikTok and or even on Twitter at Big Bad Brad fourteen, Big Bad Brad fourteen. Um, but yeah, man, that was really cool talking to him. He told us his favorite throw that he ever had and his favorite play and he called like called the play out how he would call it to the huddle mm. it was so cool I wish I, I should have went back and listened to the show a little bit and heard like tried to repeat it you know what I mean or brought the excerpt in That's but dope. um yeah that was a cool little interview man um what else what else we got Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. Mmm. Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. Oof. That's going to be hard because, to me, that Saints offense is going to have to be constructed or or they're going to have to move the offense differently depending on which quarterback I have. Because I don't know if Taysom can make the same throws that Jameis can make. I'm going. You got a great running back in Alvin Kamara, man. Like just go, like go, Jameis Winston, and then fall back on Taysom Hill. But go with the guy who is more of a quarterback. I think that makes a lot more sense. Makes a lot more sense. What What are some other rookies that you're looking forward to seeing this year? Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) How do you think he's gonna do with Jacksonville? And you know Tim Tebow got cut. Now this I did not know. Now you just putting some new news on me. Yeah. Because yesterday I, I, at eight I seen in the morning, it where Tim Tebow was gonna be a tight end on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he went through, you know, camp and everything, and then went through one preseason game, and after that preseason game, because they got to get their rosters down to eighty three after this week, and then a certain number after next week, mm-hmm. and then fifty five before fifty five fifty three before the next. Uh, Dang. So how do you feel about that? I did not know because like I was, I was just interested. I wanted to see what that would look like. Honestly, I don't believe it would work, but I want to just, I just want to see. What you want to be able to witness it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I want to see how you know it could work out. I was like quarterbacks with hands. I'm not used to really seeing that. Who's gonna be? the most talked about person in the NFL next year? Like, who's going to be... You know how there's always that one guy that you just can't stop hearing about? Penn State, because he's coming back from this injury. Yeah, and, like, him coming back from this injury and the fact that it was your ACL, your style of running, can it be sustained? Can it be done? Can it be replicated? You know, can it be better? What is the case? You know what I mean? Because... That juking that you used to do, that cutting that you used to do, that spin move that you used to do can't be the same because of the fact that you did tear your ACL. That's the only thing that scares me. But otherwise, I want to see Saquon shine, dog. I, I, and to me, I want to see him get comeback player of the year type deal. So, you know, you could always throw out... Well, even the one I'm going with is going to be the obvious one. But, you know, you got to think about Tom Brady. you got to think about even Derrick Henry this year because if he does good or bad, it's going to be focused on. You know what I mean? Now, if he does right down the middle, probably won't get any focus. But I got him the here. guy who they've been talking about every single day this offseason, especially if you watch Get Up at all, every <laughs> single Morning, they've got a conversation about Aaron Rodgers. Discount. And I think that he will be one of the most talked about because I think if he does good, it's talked about. If he's does, if he does bad, it's talked about. He gonna do good. <laughs> I I'm just but think about it. If he does bad, it's going to be talked about. Oh, absolutely. So I think he'll be one of the more covered guys in the NFL this year. Um, if we were to go right now. Who wins? Let's not even say that. 
who's in the Super Bowl? AFC, NFC team. AFC, Tennessee Titans, NFC, Green Bay Packers. Okay. That's and that that's realistic because didn't you guys lose in the conference championship? Not last year, but the year before. Last year we lost to the Ravens in the division. Okay, divisional in the div- playoffs. Okay, in the division. Like you guys still had to strike. Yeah, I might have said that. Okay, I think the Ravens are gonna win, but to me, you got the ability <laughs> to make it. Your whole your whole offense pretty much is SEC, so you got the ability to make it. And now you just got uh, Julio Jones in that offense in that fold. I want to see what you guys. I'm do worried about the defense or whatever, but yeah, I do agree with you. If there's a team that can really take down the Chiefs, it would be the Tennessee Titans. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm, I'm not like, even saying this because I'm your I really friend. don't see another team. I'm saying this because that's what I really believe of the Tennessee Titans. I honestly Titans. don't see another team in the AFC. The Bills. I think that the Bills... The Bills the only uh, only thing that I, I want to see how they go. To me, that could be the AFC Championship. But then you also... like uh, One of the more interesting teams this year is going to be the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Cleveland. Just because they've, it's almost as if you're playing Madden and you've stacked your team, and they haven't stacked it to New York Yankees or L.A. Dodgers, um, or Tampa Bay Buccaneers status, but they've done some work to it, a lot of work to it. And Coach Stefanski has done a great job in his first year. So you would think, I mean, they whoop, they beat the crap out of the Titans last year. Mm. Um. So they're going to be interesting to monitor just because they're su- they're not supposed to, but people are expecting. They had a great year, or great for the Browns year last year. So you got to build upon that because anytime that you take a step back, from they your went winning, ten and six, right? Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's the only thing you know what I mean. But now we got seventeen games. That's gonna change. A lot of tight things. Change a lot of things. I'm excited about that, man. We got, we got. I mean, I think we got close to breaking the record for most points scored in the season. I think the record. I believe the record is 606. I believe. Mm. We got like 540 something. Well, we got a whole lot of Terry talk to do. So real quick, we're gonna take a short little smoke break. Come back, hit some Terry talk. And then wrap this thing up. Yeah. Okay, man. We're going to hop into some Terry Talks tonight. And then in Terry Talks, I want to know what is your side... Like, what is, you know what I'm saying? What is your go-to, like, for, you know what I'm saying, dinners that take, what, five, maybe ten minutes to make? Do you like Hot Pockets or you TV dinner, something like a Hungry Man or some pizza rolls or ramen noodles? Which which five, ten-minute meal you want to go with? Man, if I'm going with the quick status you know with us being 90s babies it depends on really you know i'm gonna make that decision on how hungry i am and what time of day it is right yeah if it's dinner probably gonna go a hunger man a little snack when friends around i'm going pizza rolls if it's just me and i'm on the go and need to get going hot pocket yeah. If it's, I really need something sustainable to like get me back on track eating wise or something like that, which mm-hmm. happens. I'm going ramen noodles, man. Ramen noodles are a go to. They're a oh, staple. Yeah. I, you know, of those, those things that I actually have, th- those are about the only things that I actually have in my house right now. Of those things, we might have some pizza rolls just for every now and again, but I don't really have a lot of hunger, man's because I got a. Like bro, fiance. I get, you know what I'm saying. I get just down on some hungry man. They were fire back in the day. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not opposed to them. If I eat a banquet, dog, like I'll be hungry. I'm probably gonna eat two or three banquets. But for Destroy. the price, but for the price, bro, where it's at is the Michelini dinners. 
I'm gonna destroy two or three of those too. Yeah. I might destroy two hungry men. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. But what's a hungry man like? Three bucks? A hungry man yeah. ain't no dollar. Oh hell no. Michelini dinners, how much them? I didn't know that. Michelini. The little green boxes? Yeah. Those are like a dollar. I knew the banquets were like a dollar. I didn't I didn't know that the, you know, the Michelin, I didn't know there was a dollar. Those ones are fire to me. I mean, the banquets and the Hunger Man's, they're a little different because they got those category trays, you know what I'm saying, where it's like you got your protein, your meat in one, vegetable in one, dessert in one, or whatever. Yeah. Whereas the Michelin is normally, like, they ain't coming with no dessert or nothing like that. It's, it's just, just one you. thing. Yeah, it's one thing, bro. But if you, like, the Alfredo fire, like, they got so many ones that's just so fire. The chicken carbonara, fire. Um, I've tasted the chicken Alfredo, it's fire, yeah. But I've never you, tasted the carbonara. Get, bro, you can get the Alfredo with broccoli. You can get the, like, really, there hasn't been one. I'm not a fan of frozen broccoli, dog. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I, and I feel that. I feel that 100%. But there's just something about the Michelini dinners that after two or three of them just hit. Like, the taste is better. Yeah, you need more of them, but the taste is better than a lot of other stuff out there. I understood on that. I understood. So, Michelini dinners definitely need to be added to that list. What, what, what's your opinion on them? Which way are you going? I'm going, like, hot pockets, dog. That's just what's been on my resume for a long resume, time. Resume, my dog said. He said what? resume. What? Hot pockets, dog, for a very long time. Like, and probably back in the day when I was younger, ramen noodles. Like, that's just... Like, I very suddenly... ramen noodles. Yeah, I very suddenly ate uh, your TV dinners, like... Even if we're talking about some Michelinis, even if we're talking about banquets, hungry man's, I've never been heavy on TV news, but I've eaten them a couple of times. But yeah, what next we got on Terry Talks? Next we got on Terry Talks. Here's what I want to hear. Here's on here. I want to hear what would be your vacation spot. Would you like to go outside and? No, 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 my bad. Would you like it to be snowing outside watching Netflix and you have some hot cocoa in a fireplace? Or would if you like it to be sunny, 70 degrees, and then you're, you know, your windows are open, you're cleaning and baking cookies. Number three, sunny and 90 in the pool. And you grilling out, and then you drinking some sweet tea or some iced tea, spike tea if you need it. <laughs> and then number four, my favorite. Here's the one I'm gonna go with: sunny, 55 degrees, leaves are falling, and then you're reading a book. I like to read, so I'm gonna take that one. For me, man, to me it really comes down to. The temperature, I guess, because all of the things that go along with it, as much as they are categorized or whatever, if it's sunny and 70, I don't know if I want to be cleaning on that day because that's, you know, when you got 70 degree weather, take I think because of the windows are open, like... I feel that, and and yeah, like, it would be way nicer to clean in 70 degree weather than it's going to be in 95 degree weather or even 50 degree weather. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um... But if it's if it's the ideal day outside and nothing big sport, because that's another thing. Like for me, everything kind of revolves around sports. So some of those real nice days, there's some real nice college football games going on that I'm not necessarily gonna miss. Um, <laughs> so you're not lying. You know, that's why, like right now, is me and Taylor. When it you know when it's this time of the year, I gotta do stuff when she wants to do it or whatever. Like. Not saying that I won't do it during the college football season and stuff like that, but it's like, we know, you know, I, I want, not only do I need to be, but I want to be home watching these games. Like, even before it was kind of Absolutely. my job. Especially in the fall time, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're just chilling and watching it. And then uh, the last thing, but not least, I wanted to talk about get rid of one. You got Cam Newton, you got Tim Tebow, you got Lamar Jackson, and then you got Vince Young. Which one are you going to get rid of? For my opinion, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of Cam Newton. Never really been a big fan of Cam Newton. So it was just that easy to get rid of Cam. Um, Man, out of these ones, 
I don't know if Lamar Jackson ever wins a Super Bowl unless that defense gets stacked. But Cam's never going to win one, right? He had his shot, and it's probably not going to happen. Lamar will at least get a, a shot. So who will have had the better... You, I'm look, taking Lamar. Lamar Jackson's like career Lamar Jackson. is going in the same direction, essentially, that Cam Newton's is. The only difference is, is Cam Newton had a little bit more weight to push around and stuff. Yeah. There's something about these bigger quarterbacks. 6'5", 235, That's what I'm like saying. That? What's Lamar Jackson? <sighs> Lamar Jackson, what? You might as well Probably call him like Lamar six, Jackson. Yeah, like, he's like 6'2". Probably 6'2", 6'3". 205, maybe? Yeah, at best... 210. I'm going to look it up right now. So that's why I tend to sense if I'm getting rid of one at this point in time, if we're going quarterback, man, Vince Young played for the Tennessee Titans. So regardless of how his career went, I, I'm a Vince Young fan. And he played the Texans. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't really have any. Understood on that. Understood. Draw on me, even though, you know, sitting on my parents' bed watching that. 2005 National Championship game before Texas and USC, between Texas and USC. That's what Reggie Bush was there? Yeah. Unless you were a a USC fan, you were pulling for Texas. I remember it, man. Um, And, dude, the performance he put on in that game, and then for the Tennessee Titans to draft him and did what did. I've got literally right up there a Vince Young jersey, so I'm very partial Mm. to him. It's it's hard for me to kind of go against that. Lamar is 6'2". It doesn't give his weight on here, so... But 6'2". Um... So, he, yeah, he's nowhere near the height of Cam Newton. I think that's one thing. Yeah, that's Cam one. Newton's size has led him on to a good career. And out of these, you know, I would still, at the end of the day, as much as I thought that Tim Tebow really did deserve a chance, Lamar Jackson is getting that chance. So, I'll cut... I'll, I'll get rid of Tebow. On this one. You're getting rid of Cam. Lamar Jackson is 212 pounds. So, I was thinking 210. 6'2", 212. That's not very big. And at some point, you know, sliding is going to have to be... It should already be. But the older you get, your speed is going to deteriorate. And you're going to have to get really good at getting out of the way. Glenn, you disrespectful. You said 10 I I get that. I get that. But we're talking about NFL quarterbacks, are we not? No, no, we're talking about college. We're talking about oh, them we're in saying college. college. Yeah, because I had made that. Oh part. my gosh, I had Lamar, made that. Lamar part. Jackson, Lamar Jackson, all oh. three of these guys are national champions. Lamar Jackson didn't win a national championship. Yeah, he yes, won he won the Louisville. Yeah, he won the Heisman. He but won so the Heisman. All of these guys did, except for Vince Young, and Vince Young was right there with Reggie Bush. Yeah, and got offered to have the Heisman after Reggie Bush went in, but you know didn't because why would he? Lamar Jackson, get out of there. Uh, I don't care if it's disrespectful or not. It's disrespectful that he's even mentioned with these other three guys. Okay, I'm mentioning... Transcendent, yes, but... I'm mentioning... Okay, okay, listen. This is the reason I'm mentioning them. Because I look at more of what do you do? What do you do? You yourself and, you know what I'm saying, you yourself. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at number one. I'm not looking for, like, a whole team because at the same time... The whole team has to play. I, I, and I get that. I sincerely do. Um, but at the end of the day, if you were to put Lamar Jackson on those other teams, that I don't know if those teams are going to do better with Lamar Jackson, who's going to take away from... You know what I mean? Like, Can we say that Lamar Jackson is going to do better at Florida than what Tim Tebow did. There was something about the grit that Tim Tebow had, mm-hmm. not the fancy fly flash that Lamar Jackson had. There was something about the grit that Cam Newton had. There was something about the grit that Vince Young had that I just don't think that... Like, Lamar Jackson is the the flashy, the fancy toy. Those other three guys are the, the dump trucks that you ride through the sand with or whatever, and so that's why they got more done. I believe. Now, did they have better defenses? No doubt about it. 
Oh, absolutely. But like, think about it. Okay. Now, what's really impressive is that Lamar Jackson won the Heisman with the least impressive team on this list. That part. And, like, Cam Newton, SEC. I look at Vince Young, Big 12, right? And then I look at... Um, wow. Tim Tebow. Oh, wow. No, Freddie Freeman just hit a cycle oh. for the Atlanta Braves. And a cycle is a single, a double, a triple, and a home run all in the same game. That's the seventh cycle in Braves history. Damn. I believe Freddie Freeman's second cycle. So this doesn't happen very often, I see. No, no. Lord, no. And, <laughs> and it doesn't happen from guys like Freddie because, honestly, he doesn't get the triple without Jorge Soler trying to get around um, like to score from first base. But they gave him the triple, and then he just hit a home run, so... That's amazing. All right, sorry to interrupt. I had I, I was asking I was asking like Texas is Big Twelve, right? Uh, Big Twelve until two thousand twenty-five, and then they're SEC. Texas is in Oklahoma. Yes. Another news dropper to you? Very much so. You're living under a rock, my friend. I could have swore that they were Big Twelve. They are Big Twelve. Two thousand and twenty-five, just in the last month or so. 2025, they will be, and could possibly be before then, they just have a 75 to $80 million buyout. But, yeah. Oh, shit. SEC bound. Ah! Oh, this SEC shit. I can't wait until we get back in there because us and Clemson, and not right now, Clemson is really, it's really carrying the ACC. Say that again? Right now, it feels like Clemson is really carrying the ACC. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... Um, that's going to be an interesting situation to monitor. And then you also have the ACC, the Big 12... Or not the Big 12. ACC, Pac-12, and Big 10 also in discussions of like trying to not necessarily join conferences together, but just work together as far as scheduling goes and stuff like that, because a lot of people are not happy about how this whole Texas Oklahoma to the SEC thing. Because SEC is about, I'm saying SEC is about shit on everything. Yeah, no doubt. All right, well let's get to that last piece that you got, bro. Put them in order. The last piece I got. I oh got, wait, you got two more pieces. Well, let's yeah, let's I, finish off with this one and and we'll oh, get that man. one next week. So. I did it like this. We're going to put it in order from uh, one receiver to number five. I got Jerry Rice, Mississippi, St- I'm sorry, Mississippi Valley. I got Terrell Owens, Chattanooga. I got Calvin Johnson, Georgia Tech. I got Randy Moss, Marshall. And then the last one, I got Antonio Brown, Central Michigan. Now, are we doing their NFL careers or their college careers? NFL careers. Okay, good, because I was about to say I don't know much about any of their college careers outside of Calvin Johnson, and I know a little backstory to Randy Moss. But outside of that, because Randy Moss, you know, originally Florida State. Yeah, he was was going to to Florida State. And then I believe Notre Dame, and that didn't work out either. And then Marshall. We are Marshall. Dum ba dum bum 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 bum. So for let me let me see this. I'll, I'll put them in my five, and then you can do yours. So I, I'm gonna start out Jerry Rice. There's oh yeah, that's the number one. Absolutely. There's no yeah. It's not even an argument because he did it in two different eras, really, and no one's ever gonna catch his stats. And he was just smooth about it. I got Chad Nuga at number number two because of the fact that he's oh, top no, hold three. On, hold on, let four. me do my. Let me oh, do my. Okay, so I'm gonna do my top five, and then you can do your top five. Uh, so I'll, I'll do Jerry Rice one. After that, you know, the electricity that Randy Moss has always put out, I'm a, I'm going to put him number two. I think he was the closest thing to it. And then I'll go T.O. after that. Okay. Because regardless of that mouth on him, which not too many wide receivers don't have a big mouth on him. True. But he was a baller. Um, then I'll go Calvin Johnson, Megatron, you know, Hall of Famer, and then and then Antonio Brown, which, you know, if you could be in a, a list with these guys right here, that means you did something. And especially for me to not knock him out of it just because of the way that he handled the Pittsburgh 
situation, Agreed. the saga that followed, but the comeback, man, like the comebacks to me are, are huge because it's it's one thing to be great at something for a long time. It's another thing to be at the pinnacle of something, get knocked down to the bottom, and then climb and back fight up. your way back up. Especially when we're not just dealing with an Antonio Brown's career. We're not just as much as the other guys' careers. Not just on the field, but the off the field is just as magnified, if not more, than the on the field. And that's, you know, something significantly different about this guy on the list rather than Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. I can understand You put that. him in your five, bro. Okay, my five, I you know, I thought I had did it. But I got Jerry Rice number one, the GOAT. And then I got number two, I got Terrell Owens, Chattanooga, because... He's top three, top four in every receiver category. That's one thing that, like, all the other receivers cannot say. He's top three, maybe top four in every receiver category. Top five, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then talking about Calvin Johnson. I like Georgia Tech. Thinking about him, he's, what, 6'5", and you had 4'3 speed at the time? That's guys playing. So I like that. And then I got Randy Moss. Also another one. 4-3 speed. 6-4. You know what I'm saying? And great, like amazing hands. And then the, number, the last one, number five. I got Antonio Brown, Central Michigan. He had a he had a good, you know, he had a good bout in Pittsburgh. I liked it. He did his thing. He showed he can do everything. He showed he can run routes amazing. He showed he can catch the traffic. That's a receiver that I want. A receiver that can catch the traffic. If you can't catch while you getting hit, I don't want you a receiver. I don't want that. Well, heck of a show that we had today. Terry, we'll get into that one next week. We'll save yeah. that one for next week. Uh, we out here at the Lizenby Lodge. The Lizenby Lodge squad will be back with you next week. We might have Dalton. It might just be me and Terry. We'll see which way it goes. But either way, keep my dog, our dog, Dalton, in your prayers. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we signing off from the Lizenby Lodge. I'm your boy, David G. This my boy. Terry Ross Juice Man. And we out this mug for the evening. You already know what it is. Because that's the motto. It is what it is. Be easy, y'all. Peace. Yes, sir. Later from the Lizenby Lodge.